traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, Brandon Strzok is a political activist, and he's been encouraging people to do what he did uh, many years ago now, walk away from the Democrat Party. He was, uh, well, he was tired of the lies, and when he caught him in one of the biggest lies, he knew uh, time was up for him and the Democrats, uh, his his future in the Democrats. He left that party, and he's been encouraging all kinds of people to join uh, his movement. Brandon Strzok, welcome to WABC. How are you? Doing great. Uh, good to be here. Thanks. Uh, so what's the, first of all, tell everybody the story, where you were, what you were doing when you realized that the Democrat Party and the media just kind of colluding and being so dishonest and so harmful for the country. Well, I was uh, I was living my best liberal life uh, in New York City. That would have been around 2016. Uh, Hillary versus Trump. Um, you know, and as that election started heating up and that campaign started heating up, uh, the media that I trusted like CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, et cetera, you know, became more and more vocal and outspoken about Trump being a bigot, a racist, a homophobe, like the second coming of Hitler to run for office. And I was buying into all of it, just like I think most liberals on the left were. And but the thing is, the same media that was saying all of these things kept saying, but don't worry about it too much because he has like a three percent chance of winning. So when he did win, uh, like most people on the left, I had a nervous breakdown and started crying and freaking out, and I was scared. And, and so I kind of went on this journey to understand how did the media get it so wrong? How did they, uh, how did the, this horrible person get elected, and why were they so off in their perception of how many people were supporting him? And through the, the, this, this journey that I went on, the pivotal moment for me was uh, I had posted on social media that I'd never be able to understand how anyone could support a man who was capable of mocking a reporter's disability. And that's when somebody reached out to me privately with a video entitled Debunking the Trump Mocked the Disabled Reporter, which showed very conclusively that he didn't actually do that, that he was just engaging in a gesture that he does all the time when he's imitating anybody who's flailing because they're caught in a lie. Yeah, so it was a New York Times reporter who had, I think, cerebral palsy, and he was talking about him, how he, I guess he wrote a fake news story and got caught and they challenged him, and he, he raises his arms, kind of like somebody with cerebral palsy. Like, I don't remember. But you, uh, you, this video shows that Donald Trump did the same gesture about people like Ted Cruz, people like Ben Carson, people like all kinds of political enemies that he had at the time. He was doing the same thing. And it's so remarkable. It's so wild. And it's so it was so unfair to him. Well, what's really gross, too, is that, not only does he do it, had he been doing this all the time and even long before he ever ran for office, but CNN intentionally freeze framed it at him because he was flailing his arms around. You know, he was just kind of like flapping his arms back and forth and going like, oh, you know, I don't remember what I said. But they intentionally freeze framed it at a moment when his arm had kind of hooked in and they made it. And then they took a picture of that reporter whose arm is like looks similar to that freeze frame. 
So, I, I mean, when you think about it, it's actually disgusting what they did because they intentionally said, oh, look how this reporter's arm looks. Let, let's freeze frame the image when it looks like that yeah. and then tell the people that he's making fun of this, this disability that this reporter has. It's really, really disgusting. Well, so unfair to President Trump and so unfair to the viewers, to the people. I mean, how to talk about information warfare. So uh, just so anti um, journalism, what it should be. Hey, um, tell us a little bit. And um, we've talked about this before, but um, you were there on January 6th. And I want to make it clear to everybody, you did not break anything. You did not hurt anyone and you did not go inside the Capitol. But they did get you on some federal misdemeanor uh, um, accounts. And uh, you were under house arrest for how long? So they put me on house arrest for three months with an ankle tracking monitor. And then I'm, I'm currently on federal probation for three years. Now, what did they I mean, like, all right, so you didn't break anything. I've seen the videotape of you. I don't understand what you did. Right. <laughs> well, I think there are a lot of people who agree with you on that. But uh, so what people should understand, first and foremost, is that I was on the east side of the Capitol. Uh, which is to say the opposite side of the Capitol as people were breaking windows and, and struggling with police officers. None of that was going on where I was. And in fact, when I arrived on the Capitol grounds and I was a scheduled speaker to speak at a permitted event on the Capitol grounds, um, I had heard that people were going inside the building. So that's when I walked up toward the east side of the building. And when I got there, there was a man standing at the top of the stairs and a large crowd of people. And he's shouting, They've opened the doors. They're letting us in. So I walked up to the top of the stairs on the east side, and sure enough, when I got there, the doors of the Capitol were open, and there was a crowd of people outside. Some were trying to push their way in. Others were just filming like I was doing. And I filmed for about eight minutes, and then a man came out of the building and said, they've cleared Congress, everybody left the building, move out. And I immediately turned around and moved out. But I uploaded the video that I had shot to Twitter, and then two and a half weeks later, uh, an FBI SWAT team raided my apartment, got me out of jail or got me out of bed and took me to jail and began stripping my apartment of my phones, my computers, my hard drives, thumb drives. And they actually initially charged me with two felonies and a misdemeanor. And they threatened to charge me with a third felony of obstruction of Congress. Uh, or they said I could take their misdemeanor plea deal. Uh, and not have to go before a D.C. judge and a D.C. jury on felony charges connected to January 6th. Wow. Well, I'm, uh, I'm glad that's behind you for the most part. You're under probation. That's a, that can be a pain in the neck. Look, you got a great, great event. This walkaway campaign is important. Walkawaycampaign.com. Tell us what's going on this Saturday, please, at the Metropolitan Republican Club on East 83rd Street. Yes, absolutely. So one of the things we do with Walkaway that's been very important to me from the beginning is to try to get out there and engage in conversations and activism uh, that where I feel like the, the conservative movement and the Republican Party are failing. And one of those areas, I think, is connecting with minority communities and, and doing outreach and connecting with these people. So with Walkaway, we talk to black people, Chinese people, Asian people, or, you know, uh, Hispanic people, LGBT people. And this Saturday, since it's Pride Month and Pride Weekend, we decided to do a town hall where we're going to talk about LGBT issues, radical LGBT issues, and how this affects all of us. Because this is no longer kind of like a fringe, you know, side thing. These have come, these issues have come into the forefront, whether we're talking about uh, trans women in sports, or we're talking about the sexualization of children in schools, or if we're talking about the corporatization of pride and what's happening with Bud Light and the, the L.A. Dodgers and all this. 
So we want to get people together for what we're calling a culture war town hall. And what I think is great about walk away is we take people from various communities who have walked away from the left, who have walked away from this ideology, and we get people together to discuss how we can come together to save our country. And that's why I want to encourage everybody in the New York area. If you're in the Northeast, if you're in New York City, please come to our event Saturday, three o'clock at the Metropolitan Republican Club. You can get more information about it at walkawaycampaign.com. Once you're on our website, click the events tab, walkawaycampaign.com slash events. And um, we, we are asking for $10 for tickets, but if you don't have it, just come. We're, we'll let anybody in. It's, we, we just want people to participate in the conversation. Walk this away. Saturday at 3 o'clock. This Saturday, 3 o'clock, walkawaycampaign.com. And, oh, by the way, uh, I'll point out here that you happen to be uh, a gay man in America, and you do believe that the pride stuff has gone totally over the top. The transgender stuff is totally beyond recognition the sexual you mentioned it the sexualization of kids and the corporate media corporate america just buying into all this stuff it has gone totally crazy and you don't like it and anybody who says the lgbtq community i can't stand that that phraseology because it suggests that people of a certain orientation or a certain whatever think the same way and i don't think anything is more offensive than that Well, no, and I mean, I'm living proof along with a number of the other people that will be at this event that the moment that you start speaking out uh, against the accepted political narrative of this quote-unquote community, you'll not only be ostracized, you'll be brutalized, you'll be crucified, you'll be uh, destroyed. Uh, I I mean, they've gone out of their way to try to silence me and destroy my life because for the reason you just said, I'm a gay man who very publicly walked away and encouraged other people to do the same. But, you know, the more that I do this work and the more that I see how these people are and how they react, the more it confirms for me that we are, in fact, dealing with a Marxist agenda, a Marxist takeover in this country. These people have no conscience. They have no soul. You know, they're just they're hijacking minority communities, using them as Trojan horses to push their agenda. And anybody who objects, they want to come after and they want to destroy them. But I'm going to keep fighting, and I have great people alongside me who are going to keep fighting. And, again, I just want to encourage anybody in New York City area, come fight with us this Saturday. Just attend this town hall, hear what we have to say, and and see how you can be a part of helping us on this mission. 3 o'clock Saturday, uh, walkawaycampaign.com slash events. I love it. Uh, conveniently located on the Upper East Side, Upper East Side, 122 East 83rd Street at the Metropolitan Republican Club, walkawaycampaign.com. Brandon Strock, good luck and thanks for being with us. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.